you talk about the the differences between you know Southampton and going to the U.S. and then now you've been at Circle and you've also been at Esperance. You know, from your time coaching Esperance, you know, like you said, it wasn't as long as you would have liked it to be. But you know, what what was you know first of all, how different was the club from the one that you'd left? You know, eighteen years previous or however many years. But then on top of that, you know, what was the big difference between a Southampton, a Circle Rouge, and you know an Esperance? Because obviously. Esperance is not at the level, you know, at some of these clubs, but it's still a huge club with the expectations mm. of Champions League football and, you know, the, the pressures that come with that. You know, what were what were the big differences between those kind of footballing cultures? Yeah. I think I think the big the diff, the big difference between Europe, uh, between Esperance and, and any other club in Europe is is the difference between Africa and Europe. It's it's simple for, for me, you know, because um what you know europe is well advanced so uh, i'll take it from being professionals in, in everything so that, that's the big difference you know especially uh especially when i came back you know last year in esperance and then i thought okay nearly 20 years since i left okay let's see what's what's changed there i was a bit shocked to be fair because you know nothing okay. changed the the same holes in the in the walls that I left, and I'm not exaggerating. Is the same holes, you know. And uh, when I was since I was 16 and 17, and then uh, it, it was a, a shock in in term of uh, in term of um, seeing seeing that. But but um, but it's in certain way when you when you hold back and then and think about it, it's 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 not it's normal. You know, we we lack in we lack in uh, professional base basics um, education professional education. Um, we we uh, we have a lot of you know issues in, in term of um, developing players in term of the infrastructure in term of uh, administration, all the stuff that, that things that we need to improve massively and as quick as possible to to get you know the continent in general to 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 the best to the next level we have we have the quality of the place where we don't have you know everything around it uh which is something that i um, i am fighting personally you know uh, um to uh to to help to improve um but but in term but in t- what what I try to do in Esperance is is to to get that base to put that base creating you know clear playing philosophy with with a with a lot of principles with the principles of play clear and from there I tried obviously to help the players individually you know to fulfill the their expectation positionally, each one is positioned and each one, you know, what you need to improve. Um, but at the same time, I have to win games. That was the challenge. So that's why I come out with the, I called my philosophy is win to develop and develop to win because I felt, I felt, you know, winning help you to develop some individuals and some staff, but then developing closely help you to keep progressing and keep, Keep you know developing as a as a team, and um, and then since since I came back from Esperance, I had a couple of months you know where I stayed in my office back in UK in Southampton, and then um, I started to put 
in place, you know, some of the uh, tried and trusted, you know, themes and uh, theories. And I think, I think, you know, it, it will work. When, when to develop and develop to win because it's all, it's all related. Um, you know, in, in some clubs, they'll tell you to develop, but you're not going to win. Because if if you focus on the developing the winning is not going to be consistent, but in some clubs they want you to win, but then maybe they they sacrifice you know, developing, and then and then you see some clubs who wanted to win they don't use their academy players they don't use you know their things so I'm trying to bring so I'm trying to sit in that gray area where where will have the best players who can win games, but also players with area to develop, we're going to make them the best they can. And that's why I think, you know, if you look at, uh, in Europe, not many teams, you know, do that. But Circa Bruges is probably one of the youngest teams in in a senior level who uh, who um, progress and, 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 and play with a good balance. But also we have 23 years old age, Average age, which is which is amazing, because you know it helped me to try and 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 apply some other some some themes, and it is it's great because you know the benefit for everyone, especially for the club, you bring players, you know, and then development, and then you sell them to the the bigger uh, leagues, and and that's that was the challenge in in Esperance because Esperance traditionally is a team who won he won Champions Leagues. Um, but the last the last cu- couple of years they were struggling. They were struggling whether to bring the best players or whether to get the best results. So it was an opportunity for me. I said, okay, uh, uh, let's let's work on th- let's work on this and and give me two years, two seasons, and then um, I'll try to have a a good strategy to 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 win a trophy by building a team. But I think there is uh, one thing that is is not controllable in in Tunisia, which is politically. Um, the politics is is very ruthless and is very um, 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 it's delicate, you know, subject because you know it's 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 mixed with a a lot of uh, a lot of you know uh, stuff like corruptions and a lot of. Uh, Manipulation all that stuff. So even within the club, you have you have three different parties that will fight against another party. It's difficult. It's difficult to 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 put a long term strategy. So uh, you can't even speak about you know what is the difference because because you know Europe is is totally different, totally totally organized and totally you know balanced environment where if you work hard. You benefit straight away from that work, and especially if you work with the right strategy and the right, you know, uh, balance, you definitely, you know, benefit from it. And and especially if they give you the time, then you benefit from it. Like like we saw uh, last year, Arsenal with Arteta. Obviously, you know, Arteta could be sacked, you know, within the third game, but then you know the the confidence they give him and the 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 time and support they give him, you can see this year. And any young coach or a coach with the right philosophy can make it. If I may, isn't that the exception, not the rule? Because you spoke of two years of Esperance. You've touched on three things that I want to ask. 
you said when you arrived at Southampton, for example, you believed you were the right age because it allowed you to ask the questions why and how, which is something you hadn't done before. And then when you spoke of Esperance, you said you returned to a club you had left 20 years before and you have little, if any, improvement in terms of infrastructure or maybe operations um, based on what you had left. And then the third point was you, you spoke about time. And you said your project with Esperance, you required, or your request was two years. Um, I want to start there. What do you think is the ideal timeline for a coach like yourself to be able to implement and reap the rewards of their philosophy? Not maybe building on an existing format. You know, some people have argued it might take four, uh, four seasons and seven transfer windows, uh, shorts and longs to allow the team maybe in a buying club that is to have a philosophy on the pitch that may be talent that a coach has chosen themselves. That's the kind of timeline a person like Jurgen Klopp got at Liverpool, where he was building on something and after a while, pretty much changed it and brought in all the personnel he wanted, but that was done over time. And then a person like Arteta, which is not too dissimilar, where a board says we would back you and they would say, okay, whilst everybody's pushing for you to leave, we're going to go against the grain and we will wait. Maybe because they didn't have a better option out there, whatever the reason is, but they really believe in what he was doing. We don't really know. But he got more time than most people would get. A person like a Graham Potter now already at Chelsea, mm -hmm. just a few months into the job, there are already whispers of oh, he needs to leave. This is beyond him. But a person like Ten Hag at Manchester United, a similar kind of time frame, but he's reaping better yep. rewards. And so they say, oh, give him more time. Do you think there's an ideal cycle, time frame? Secondly, most importantly, do you think the investments that go into a club, not just on playing talent, but even in terms of infrastructure, and therefore that means the money that comes in, should this money be benevolent or should it be for the business? And if it's for the business, how do you define the the fine line between the sport and the business. Because again, you, you say your book is called Winning to Develop and Developing to Win. That seems like that fine line, yeah. that, that gray area where you're understanding that there's a need maybe for return on an investment, but there's also a need for continuity, for a culture of excellence and how you find that fine line between the two. I'll leave those to you. Yeah, definitely. It's, 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 it's a long question, but I'll, I'll try, you know, to, uh, to answer, you know, um, th the point that I, um, I uh, uh, pick. Um, and, and correct me, please, Francis, if, if I miss any point, because it's very important, you know, to answer these questions. I think the first, the first one is how I define the time um, of, you know, uh, coaching, coaches stays in it. In a, in a, in the business, I think I think it's all it's all go back to the vision, um, the vision of the the club or the ownership, um, and and the people, the people around the ownership. When when you say I wanted to, um, I don't know if the ownership you know is not which is businessman is not is not a football 
football person, he will say, I wanted to a team to play with a, with a lot of intensity and based on a on the data and and maybe uh, young talented players who 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 can bring you know a salon fee a high salon fee you know after two three years of of being with us then then that's that's the aim that's the global vision of of the ownership and then the people under the ownership start from the directors especially sporting directors they will, will try to put that on a map on a strategy the strategy will be KPIs uh, and and any 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 strategy with KPIs you need to put time frame um, for a coach it's the same when 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 he came and present you know his his football philosophy and football style he will see the team that is available uh, or the, and the players are available for him uh, and then it depends of the the quality and the players availability for in, in the team you will say okay do we need one or two window transfer you know to get rid of some players and bring some players adapted to my philosophy the financial you know revenues or, or the financial capacity to bring such high place so it's all relative i think you know the we 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 start to see now especially with the big club in England and in Europe, they they bring a coach who's adapted to the culture, not that they were around. And this has started, you know, a couple of years ago. So bring a coach or or a manager who's who's adapted to the to the culture. So so this is the 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 starting point, and then from there, you know, everyone together will put uh, a strategy aligned to the vision. And then they put a time frame. That's that's why we start to see again again with the bigger clubs, except some exceptions, of course, but then mainly um, supporting the coach. You know, even even on the bad moment or bad you know periods, because they know they're working for a long period. They're not working for just you know, you know, three or four matches or just for that season. As long as they're keeping, you know, the the balance in terms of the result, they are, you know, progressing and supporting the philosophy, including the coach, to go to the next level. Uh, and that what happened basically, you know, uh, Arsenal. I watched I watched the documentary, you know, and it, it's amazing documentary. Of course, you know, the it's a documentary, but you no, know, we we all know what's going on in the background when the fans. Influenced by the social media and influenced by the the uh, the the TV pundits who are you know influencer now more than TV pundits and then they one one sentence can put a coach under high pressure and then fans will react you know uh, aggressively to to the coach and they they they're able even to touch his personal. Uh, character which is which is not not fair so so all that it's it's the business and 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 clubs now that they, they they started you know to to say hold on here if if we bring every six months or every three months you know coach because he lost you know three three games 
and we adjust our culture to that coach and then every three months, six months, we, we change our culture, then it's a loss. And then I don't think any businessman or any owner who wanted to lose a lot of money, you know, so so at least the businessmen, they know they need to uh, put a strategy and put a process to any successful business. And, and that's part, and the time is part of it. Uh, as long as they see the coach working hard, um, aligned with the, with the KPIs, um, all together in the same directions, um, and everyone, you know, uh, and then keep an assessing the project. Um, I think in I think, you know, um, that's my answer to the to to the in terms of the timings. And they, again, the best example is is Klopp Liverpool waited three years, you know, to lead you know the best the, the right teams you know, um, included version Van Dijk, you know, Sadio Mane and Salah and Co. Um, and you see. The example again. of Arsenal last year. Um, again, Southampton with with a minimum budget. Mm-hmm. To be fair, seriously, you know, if you compare us, you know, to to Manu, Arsenal, and the big big dogs, you know, uh, we had we had really minimum budget, um, uh, but but we managed, you know, to have the right strategy to to keep ourselves, you know, in the Premier League for for how long now? Nearly twelve years, and and then. Um, we had the successful years where we went to where we make it to the to Europa League, uh, and and uh, again the players that we brought halfway uh, with area to develop, um, and and then we sold them to 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 bigger clubs. We we gained money and we gained you know um, 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 you know uh, uh, confidence 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 yeah and reputation from from that. Um, and then we, I think we kept going. We kept going. We kept going with that. Um, but 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 again, you know, I, I don't think there is a time. The time only depends of what we we aiming to attain and how we do it. And and the how we do it is is the key. If 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 the marriage is not aligned with how we do it, then then of course you know you. Uh, you need to uh, change and make changes. I like that. It's very profound, I must say. Yeah, I mean, Rade, I appreciate it. We don't want to keep you for, for too much longer. But one of the questions I really wanted to ask you is, is you know, you're talking about how African nations have struggled because we have the product in terms of the players, but we don't have the infrastructure and the systems around them. But one thing that we've, kind of spoken a lot about on this podcast is how in the last few years we've suddenly seen this burst of, of African coaches suddenly emerging you know on this podcast mm-hmm. we've had the likes of Pizzo Mosemane on a few times we've had Benny McCarthy on yeah. you know we've seen the likes of Walid Ragagi you know the the Toure brothers are now getting good jobs and you know what 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 do you think suddenly you know what what's what's happened in your mind that suddenly we've got this generation of you guys who played in the Premier League or the likes of Pizzo and and Walid who you know played in Morocco France or South Africa and suddenly you're all coming out and being really successful you know what do you think has is brought that change and then also for you seeing the African teams at the World Cup you know all having African coaches and again particularly like Cisse and Regragi's success over the last year you know, does, how much confidence does that, you know, bring to you as someone who's working in the kind of European space, but but comes from from Africa? 
Yeah, this is another subject which is, you know, I think, you know, we started, you know, to uh, to speak about a lot last period. And uh, I think there is a wake-up call um, in many aspects. You know, start from the players and the former players who who wanted to be a coaches now. They started, you know, to anticipate. So before they finish their career, there's... Because, because you know, you like to know we have a lot of African players, you know, in Europe. And then the Europe, Europe, uh, European clubs, they, they started... Obviously, like myself, you know, who's was born in Tunisia, but uh, I was developed in UK and in, in UK, and then um, uh, with the with the UK um, uh, uh, base. Um, so, so the first thing I wanted to do is how I can help, you know, my country and how how I can uh, uh, raise the awareness, especially because when I was in Tunisia, I didn't have information. I don't know how to. I don't know how to get uh, a qualification or how I don't know how to to um, go and develop myself as a coach until now I still receive you know some messages and calls from young coaches asking me how they're going to do that and this is one of the main issues we have in Africa there is no communication whether from the the CAF confederation or from the from the uh, the federations you know the countries there, there is no so uh, no one knows but while in in uk you 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 receive monthly you know uh communication whether magazines or calls or or emails you know from the fa from the pfa who inform you about the search course first opportunity to join you know former players or search this and that and then what you need to do and how to do that um what if you do that the, these are all you know information that we're missing in, in Africa. So the the players who the players who uh, uh, played in in Europe and then now they started you know to to take action to develop themselves as a coaches. Um, and then you you brought uh, the best example of uh, Toure brothers. Uh, as I said, you know I played against Colo uh, and then uh, we 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 had. Uh, we were together in Europa Pro, and uh, we we had a lot of discussion about this. And then one of the discussions is, hey, okay, when you go back to Ivory Coast, you know, to uh, to help the national team. But um, but then but then but then it's it's great to see now former players take action and and develop themselves as a coaches and as a leaders, not just the coaches, any any other role within the. Uh, football structure that can help because because you know what we have in africa of course you know with my respect to the people who do it try we have a lot of you know um non-expertise you know taken over the 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 field which is which is wrong for me i think you need to have a balance of of former players and players who and and coaches who know the, the meaning of football and you know they know football industry and they know the modern football to um to to get the country to the next level so the the fact you know to go to the world cup with the five co- five countries with uh, their own five coaches it's a great message uh for 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 um, from um, african football that at least you know we rely on our local talent but then in the same time as i said you know our local talent, they need more support. Uh, they need more uh, confidence. They need more care 
and and then given time you know to uh to um to get to their objectives you know with their with their countries um it's 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 a great message but the 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 road is still long for us you know to um to see one day um the consistency and then we see one day the consistent consistent you know result um like morocco showed um this time with walid regregi who's uh, who's born in france and then uh, uh lived in morocco and he had his chance in morocco which is for me different um because you know local it means you know born in, in in his own country and then progressed in that development program which is we don't have but morocco i think it I think going back to Morocco, they're leading now um, because, you know, since 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 five or probably more than five, eight years, Morocco has been working on their base. And that I think that they did their revolution, development revolution since a couple of years. And that's why they're benefiting in, uh, in the latest um, World Cup. Now, we need to know how Morocco did it. Um, and then we maybe try, you know, to... As as other countries try, you know, to build our own our own um, curriculum and our own development programs, our own coach development programs, our own infrastructure to uh, to compete against Morocco and any other countries, especially in the World Cup. So we we um, um, another thing that the word now is linked to each other. Uh, as much as I, sp- I spoke, you know, wrong about you know social media, I think there is benefit as well. Social media opened the world on, 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 on each other. So anyone in the world can open any platform about uh, any any website about you know coaching and about you know developing or about leadership or about you know communication or psychology, or whatever. You can find the right base, and then um, and then that's that's why. I think we feel there is the information now if you want it. And then you just need to work toward that. And then as a country, we need to, especially the African country uh, or continent, we need to get rid of uh, the politics and make sure football is just football. Because football is a sport, is a fake business, and it's a fake politics. If you If you make it, you know, politics, then... You divide, you know, people, and football is supposed to bring people together, um, and that's that's uh, something as well we need to get rid of, and then um, take care of the former players because they're the ones who um, who um, can take the the countries or the clubs or whatever to the next level. You said some very yeah. profound things there. I'm not sure I agree with everything, though. <laughs> we have to have some teams <laughs> and, and, and talk through these. But it's fascinating to be able to get the insight from somebody like yourself. Your first-hand experience lends itself well to exactly what it is you're speaking about, which is a project to bring Africa onto the global ecosystem that is football properly. And I think very often we are critical because we like and we expect much of our space, but you touched on it. We have allowed the less competent to run football for a very long time. And I think those with better knowledge, the better understanding of what the game could and should be for our continent 
are beginning to put their hands up and saying, I'm willing to, to have a go. So based on that, can I ask you a very random question? World Cup yes. 2026, as Alistair knows, is my fascination. You already have an American connection. Is it unhealthy and unwise to consider you as head coach for your country at the World Cup? There will be nine African countries. I'd like to think uh, a great footballing nation like yours would qualify. But with something like international football, for a tournament like that in four years' time, it's not far. Be something that sits on your kind of agenda, or is club football more more where you see yourself? That's that's a good question for me because I had I had the call from the Tunisian Federation 2019, I think, uh, to take the the role, but then I said, you know, I wasn't ready because I wanted to compete in a league environment and league version where I can play every Saturday I can I can obviously focus on my um, also development as a coach 2026 is something that I really uh, um, maybe look after yeah or look for um, I think I think I'm ready to to take a project um with the with the right you know base with the right support to to take it to the next level, I'm I'm really confident in that because I took my time you know to to develop myself as I said and I took my time as well to try and trust you know a lot of my uh, themes that I uh, I practice now. Um, now now taking taking Tunisia for 2026 or beyond that or before that. I don't know really, but um, I'm open to any to any proposition from that aspect because I feel like um, again I'm not giving up on Tunisia because you know people think you know Esperance was was a, a, enough experience for me you know to showcase my 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 ability. I think that that's not because I came I went in a time where people are not ready for 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 me or for anyone who bring bring the professionalism I have uh, a, to the next I level. have a friend from Sfax and he doesn't like you because it, you beat uh, Sfaxian in the, yeah, in the, we, in the Super Cup. <laughs> <laughs> but of I course, of course. Uh, uh, somewhere like Kenya, um, I know they're having a fantastic review for their ambition for their football. And they're at least another four countries. I know Malawi, for example, are very ambitious. I know Capo Verde are very ambitious. And I think there is something unique about us as Africans, this ability to connect with multiple geographies, uh, as in even the places that are maybe our nations. Would you also be open to entertaining the option of even helping a non-Tunisian state if you can lend your expertise to a project? Like you said, if it's a project and it's well mapped out, or you are allowed to map out something with the end goal of maybe ending up at the World Cup. Would something like that be of interest to you? Yeah, definitely. As I said, you know, I'm I'm really interested in the project. You know, I I want I, I from Europe. I went to USA, America, and I went to Africa, and I'm ready to go to Asia maybe because I think I think you know. 
again, football is international, and my expertise is is obviously I think I need to spread out, you know, the knowledge, what I learned, and and what I experienced as a player to the to the players of the world. Uh, I don't I don't care whether it, my aim and my my objective is to 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 coach one day in in, in a pro league, but but again, I'm I'm you know um, flexible enough you know to to take a project where I can express myself as a coach, and then try and and play my the way I wanted to play or the 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 way we agreed with the with the uh, with the club to 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 play. And then, and then be successful coach or successful manager. That that's my 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 aim. I, I don't really mind the name unless unless you know it's um it's the Premier League, of course. Um, but but for me, uh, Africa is my continent. Um, I played you know all over Africa, you know when I was a player, and uh, and I'm totally aware that um, I know there is difference between North African and African Sub-Saharan. I don't know why, but but for me, I can see people like you know Cameroon now, for example, somewhere too, and then um, my 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 brother Rigobo sang the, the song. They're trying, you know, to the all taken hold, take taken hold of the football industry in in the country, and then try to take it to the next level with their connection, with their experience as a football players, with them now having you know. Management, Even you know, Jeremy, coaching. Just... Exactly. Uh, not not just, and I mentioned too, but I, I you know, my mm-hmm. brother from Cameroon. I I I met a couple of them in in the World Cup. They're doing a great job. Not just Cameroon, Senegal, and then I, I think I think other you know other countries they need to follow with with that with that way. And I always calling you know my former colleagues in Tunisia you know to to take hold on on, on football because. Because again, I always go back to say football is for footballers. If you recycle footballers and give them the right support in terms of education, in terms of you know expertise, they they will they will achieve the objectives. And for me, again, you know, I would I would love to go back to my country and then and then help. But you know, I think my country is not ready because you know we have a lot of uh, problems. Again, as I said, you know. A lot of problems. We're not accepting professionalism now. We're not accepting, you know, being demanding uh, and and long term, long term strategy. Any country are ready, or any club is ready, you know, to go for a, a medium term or or, or, or long term, you know, strategy. Twenty twenty six. Of course, that's that's the aim. Absolutely, and we we cannot wait to see where you will be in twenty twenty six. Whether that's the World Cup or the Premier League or you know like you said maybe maybe you'll be oh, with Al, Al Nasser with Ronaldo or yeah you'll be doing all the above <laughs> but also what you know speaking to you Raddy I, I came to hear about you as a coach but I'm now thinking this guy needs to be a sporting director a CEO a, a president of a federation oh. you have the whole everything plan but Raddy thank you so much for for joining us and to our listeners you know if you've enjoyed listening to to the wisdom and the expertise that Raddy's brought today um as we have I'm sure Francis will agree 
please give us, hit us up on our social medias. Um, you know, like Reddy said, there is some good in social media. Uh, you can find us at on Twitter and Instagram, at OTW underscore podcast. You can find us on Facebook, on YouTube, on Spotify. Just look up on the whistle podcast. And we drop a podcast every week, interviewing some of the best and brightest on the continent. Like Reddy, Reddy, thank you so much for, for joining us. <laughs>